0: The following is a presentation of the Bell Sports Media Network.
1: Here's what's cooking on an all-new sports, though, fantasy baseball show. We're talking first-month MVPs, Major League Baseball news with Eric Katz, and the ever-so-popular ad, drops, and hold segment all coming to you. And that's what's cooking on today's sports, though, fantasy baseball show. <laughs> Play ball. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Though Fantasy Baseball Show. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by my good friend, Kevin Wilson from BellyofFantasySports.com. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Vince. It's uh, been, been
2: a great day here. we got the sun shining, and uh, it, it's been a heck of a weekend with all the drafting going on in the NFL. And so... You know, but baseball's got to top it off, so I'm very excited to be here.
1: You know what? It has been a wild week. Uh, the NFL draft and everything with that. Uh, been having. We went to a baseball game Friday night at EKU, and uh, was actually doing an interview with another another folks locally here uh, earlier today, and uh, lots of things happening. But baseball is still the key here uh, right now, and there's a lot of a lot of things to talk about with baseball. Uh, we Absolutely. do want to welcome in our live viewers watching on the Sports Stove YouTube page or the Belly Up Fantasy Facebook page, and all those listeners later uh, via the podcast found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Kevin, we got so many things to talk about. My goodness, and we'll get to, uh, yeah. get to some of it. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Degrom. Uh, we'll talk about the Pirates and what in the world are they, they doing, pretending like they're good. Uh, we'll look at all of that throughout this episode, but first, let's get to our opening segment, the Fantasy Burner. Our Fantasy Burner segment, a segment where we uh, take one fantasy topic and cover it in a fairly quick matter, is presented by Mahler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but when it comes to the, uh, comes at the expense of feeling good often, Mahler Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you'd rather wear than Mahler Bros Golf Signature Polos. Mahler Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs that uh, for those who want a loud design. And others for those who want a subtle and sleek looking design, which is me personally. Uh, they also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, right. and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP at MahlerBros.com for 15% off your purchase. That's MahlerBros, M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. Code BELLYUP for 15% off your purchase. All right, uh, Bros is the MVP of golf wear. And so today we want to look at the first month MVPs in fantasy baseball. And there's probably a lot of directions we could go with this, Kevin. But uh, we want to look at one batter and one pitcher uh, for MVP. So we're going to give away four awards here tonight. I'll have one of each and you'll have one of each uh, just for the first month of the fantasy season. So let's start with batters. Kevin, when you're looking at fantasy stats and things like that, who who are you going to for your batter MVP of the first month?
2: Well, I have, there's, as you mentioned, there are a lot of different directions we could go, but the batter that has stood out to me so far has to be Ronald Acuna of the Atlanta Braves. And so when you look at his stat, he's hitting over 300. He's leading the league in stolen bases. He has 23 runs scored, 104 fantasy points. And this is a guy who could really be a value because I'm looking at this. Your dad took him at the pick number twenty-two. Holy! And Lord. so there's lots of value to be had here. Your your dad's really kicking you know behind so far in our fantasy league. Mm-hmm. And so, and and Ronald Kuna is a big reason why he's he's he could hit home runs. He could steal, as I mentioned, he'll you know, score runs. And so he is the guy right now to me. And he's left his injuries that he had a few years ago way in the past. So he, to me, right now, is the MVP of fantasy of all the hitters we could mention.
1: Yeah, I looked at him as well and definitely was at the top. The Stolen bases is a big deal for him. And the fact that he is fulfilling expectation, which not every player is doing to this point. No, absolutely not. (laughs) That's a big one as well. I went with Randy Arozarena. Um, He's got seven home runs, 28 RBIs, which is second in the league, uh, only behind uh, your Texas Ranger, uh, Garcia. Uh, he's got three stolen bases as well. The Now, I would have picked Ronald Acuna also, honestly, but the the one big difference between Acuna and Arena to start the season is strikeouts. Uh, Acuna only has, I think, 11 on the year, whereas Orozarena – Uh, He's got a few more than that, Um, but uh, I I love what Randy Arosa has done. He he came off that amazing World Baseball Classic and kind of carried that momentum into the season. Tampa Bay first place in the division. So is Atlanta, of course, as well. Um, But uh, I decided to give a shout out to Randy Rosarena as my batter MVP for the first month. I don't expect he'll be the MVP for the season, but um, what he's provided, especially at the value level, for fantasy owners, has been huge so far this year as well. So I'll go Randy Orozarena as my MVP. Uh, Who do you got as your pitcher MVP?
2: Well, I was looking at some uh, guys there, and uh, we could talk about Shane McClanahan, and uh, we could talk about the biggest value pitcher, has to be Clayton Kershaw of the Dodgers, who has five wins. And uh, one of the main reasons why the Dodgers are even where they are And But the pitcher to me that has been the MVP has to be Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. And so he has justified his place at the top of the first round. And and 5-0, 1.11 ERA, 0.84 whip. He has 156 fantasy points, Hmm. which that's the clincher to me right there. And he has 44 strikeouts. And you look what he's done. He shut down the Texas Rangers the other day, who today they put what 14 <laughs> runs or 15, whatever it is, on the Yankees. And so they've got some bats in that lineup, but he shut him down. He shut down Toronto. He shut down Philadelphia. So he's the guy right now who is the MVP and a guy that I was, you know, because you and I had Corbin Burns over him, I believe, right. in yeah. the rankings. But he is right now the top pitcher in the
1: game. I I got to agree with you. I can't go anywhere else either. Garrett Cole, 40.2 innings pitched, 44 strikeouts, five quality starts to go along with those five wins as well. So he's filling up all the categories. Right. He's, he's done things uh, very, very well. Of course, Shohei has been decent as a pitcher. As well, He's been decent. He's been good as well. Um, he's been good. Yeah, but I agree with you 100%. Garrett Cole has to be the pitcher MVP. He's going to be, in most cases, drafted as the first pitcher or the second pitcher in most leagues. And uh, and again, he's holding that spot. He's uh, an, I'm in my keeper league. I've had him now for several years, and uh, and I've considered trading him. Because last year, it was a rough year. Even though he was really good fantasy-wise, it just it didn't seem to live up to the standard. Well, so far this season it's looking up to the standard yeah
2: he's he's beyond the standard and so uh garrett cole even though i'd i'd much rather probably smash my head against the wall than praising yankee but <laughs> he's got it he's got everything you could possibly look for
1: sure so uh our uh our first month mvps ronald acuna jr Randy rosarena and garrett cole Uh, If you'll just go ahead and message me on social media, you three, and uh, we'll get you a free Mahler Bros shirt. Uh, You just got to shoot me a DM. We'll get those taken care of for you because we know that all three of them watch our show every week. Uh, That's right.
2: Uh, They're glued to the TV right now. We know they are. We give a shout out to you guys and uh, glad you're here to,
1: to, to be with us. I haven't talked with the Mahler guys to see if they would do that, but I'm guessing that if Garrett Cole reached out, they'd send a <laughs> shirt. Sure that's pretty safe to say. <laughs> All right. That's our first segment of the day presented by Mahler Bros, our fantasy burner segment. Up next is our guest segment, our call to the pin. Our call to the pin is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, best textured, and freshest beef jerky on the market. Righteous Felon offers free shipping on all orders, $50 or more. Visit RighteousFelon.com. Use that promo code, BellyUp. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. And joining us now is from Belly Up Sports, Eric Katz. Uh, Eric, how you doing, man?
0: Good. How about yourself?
1: Great. Uh, Thanks for joining us tonight. I know know we asked you a little late, so I I appreciate you stepping in and helping us out, uh, talking some baseball. I want to start with Jacob DeGrom. We've always talked about everything about Jacob DeGrom is health. If he's healthy, top pitcher in the league. And if he's not, it's a problem. Of course, as as me and Kevin are major fantasy players, we've, we've debated this all leading up to the season. Uh, but here he is on the IL stint again. Eric, what do we expect uh, from DeGrom? Is he going to actually uh, be okay the rest of the season? It doesn't seem like a major injury, but uh, how are we feeling about Eric, or not Eric DeGrom, Jacob DeGrom uh, so far at this point in the season, I guess.
0: Well, he's been, you know, like, you know Jacob Degrom. You know he's you know high risk high reward. You know mm-hmm. he's great when he's out there. I'm telling you, he is probably top pitch top pitcher in baseball when he's out there. However, there always comes the risk of you know is he going to get hurt? I was talking about when the Rangers gave him that long term deal during the offseason. How hey if if a trainer or a pitching coach has to go out there, I can guarantee you that entire front office is going to be cringing during the game game by game. So you have to take it game by game with the Degrom. And but. Overall, I, I don't I don't anticipate anything bad happening. I mean, we saw him out last year for a long period of time and he came back like it was um no like it was um no big deal. But, you know, that's that's the mystique of Jacob DeGramos, you know, he gets hurt but then when he comes back it's like he never left.
1: Good point. Um Kevin, now I mean, you're down there in the area. Uh yeah. what's what's the feeling what's the feeling down there right now? Well, the
2: feeling is um if you put your panic meter uh, from one till five, right? The panic meter right now is at about a three.
1: Okay. That's...
2: So I, I saw that, you know, they were banning that about as, as a three. And that was before he went on the IL. Now that he's actually on it, maybe we could bump that up just a little bit. And so, um, but uh, I've heard it, it. it's not that serious of the thing. And so maybe he'll just do his 10 days, whatever, and get off if he doesn't get off then you're, you're then you're really talking about extending that up to a 4 or so but uh right now it's at about a 3 and so we'll just have to wait and see what happens you know as as we mentioned this guy he he's got risk we know that everybody knew that and if you drafted him into your uh, fantasy baseball team you had to accept that as you did it and so, if you drafted him, now you're just going to have to live because this cannot be a surprise at all.
1: Well, that was my next question, Kevin is if if Rangers fans are at a three on the panic meter, where are the fantasy owners on the panic meter?
2: I would I would when, when any time their trainer comes out there, and this is like the second time he's coming out of a start <laughs> this year, at least that. and so you have to like, oh no, is this it? Maybe his career's over, that kind of thing. But uh, so, yeah, if you're a fantasy owner of him, you know, take a cup of aspirin, calm yourself. I think, you know, right now, at least he's not uh, Springs from Tampa Bay, who's already had Tommy John surgery. I drafted him, and that was a big punch right to the face because he was pitching well. So uh, it's not there yet. We're not there yet. So just kind of relax as best as you can and – and hopefully, because as you mentioned, he's the best pitcher out there. He's a, he's a joy to watch pitch, nope. and we want to see him out there.
1: Uh, Eric, let's let's kind of shift gears. The opposite end of the Jacob deGrom uh, uh, meter, I suppose, is Wade Miley. Um, he signed, re-signed with Milwaukee this year. And as a Brewers fan, I wasn't excited. I wasn't super disappointed necessarily, but I thought, Wade Miley, seriously, he's old. Let's move on, and he's been one of their best pitchers so far this season. You live in Milwaukee. Uh, how exciting are things about Wade Miley going this year?
0: well I wrote I actually wrote I actually wrote about this how he's t- how he's turning back the clock if you had a chance to read that. But... I did
2: see that Eric, and that's why I, you know I saw your article, and I thought, man, we need to get
0: Eric on so <laughs> Pre- appreciate good it, that you Kevin.
2: Posted that article because you brought
0: yourself right to my mind well. I, you know, I always knew Wade Miley as just a solid back end guy, like not, he's not going to be your ace. He's not going to be your number two, number two, but he's a guy who, you know, when healthy, he brings stability to, to the rotation. He's a veteran guy to have act with Milwaukee. He was kind of a folk hero in 2018 where he, where he helped pitch the brewers into one game of the world series, but you know, but you know, stupid Cardinals, but, um, They, uh, but you know, this year, I mean, he's been better than he's ever had. He's ever been before. And, you know, do I think he's going to keep up what he's doing? No, I mean, he's, he's going to have a start where he's going to get absolutely rocked, but you know, I mean, a dollar 96 earner on average or whatever it is now. I mean, you know, there's a lot to like about that. And actually he's become probably their most important signing, especially when Brandon Woodruff's going to be on the IL for a long period of time. So the fact that they signed him and also, you know, when they lost Aaron Ashby, you know, before the season even began, he ended up becoming their most important signing of the offseason. And so far with how he's pitching, you know, it's 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 been a it's it's paying big dividends for the Brewers now.
1: It has been, you know, the Brewers have all this, this stockpile of young guys in the outfield, a couple middle infielders and things like that, too. Pitchers is an area that was a concern coming into the season. Uh, the bullpen was kind of a brand-new bullpen. They've they've held their own. Uh, the pitching rotation, honestly, scared me to death. And uh, you're right, Miley has been a, a phenomenal addition this year, and he has kind of held together, I think, this team uh, so far, at least the rotation uh, there. And Burns has kind of found his own too, right? He started off slow. Uh, but it seems like Burns is is starting to look like Burns again. Were you okay. concerned about the uh, contract stuff with Burns and how that was going to affect him this year?
0: I mean, it's in the back of your mind wondering what he's going to do. But you know, at the same time, though, Corbin Burns, throughout his career with the Brewers, he's always been a slow starter. I mean, that's just how it is. It was that way last year. It was, you it know, was it, was it was he actually didn't even begin the year with the Brewers because he went on the COVID list in twenty twenty one event, and then. We blink and he wins a Cy Young award. And <laughs> but nah, I mean, the guy's got a job to do because actually everything's on the line for him now because he's, you know, he's about a couple of years away from a free agency. You think a team is going to use like if he's clearly doing poor just for whatever reason, you know, you think a team is not going to use that against him to pay him less money. <laughs> and so, you know, Birds at the end of the day knows he's got a job to do. I mean, now he's start now he's starting to find his groove and whatever and starting to be be the Corbin Burns that Milwaukee fans are accustomed to. But, you know, know, I wasn't really – it's in the back of your mind, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's his job to go out there and perform. The guy has – the guy wants to get the most money possible. I mean, he brought in Scott Boris, if that says anything. Right. (laughs)
1: That's a – no team gets excited when Scott Boris walks in uh, to the negotiations.
0: He he holds – he held up the market this year in free agency.
1: Yes. Uh, Kevin – the Pittsburgh Pirates currently hold the, I'm looking, I think, tied for second best record in Major League Baseball, um, somewhere in that range.
2: Nine currently.
1: I mean, I wrote my power rankings a couple weeks ago. This is a fun story, but it won't last long. Well, uh, two weeks later, the Pirates are at the top of my power rankings. I mean, what, what's going on in Pittsburgh? When are they going to falter?
2: I don't know, because they uh, the Dodgers played them this last week. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers won the first game of that series and then went straight in the tank with them after that. Yep. So they've got the pitching. They've got the hitting. they got Andrew McCutcheon over there who's playing like he's 26 instead of – I don't I don't know how old he is, 36, 36 whatever, how old he is. And so you got him. You've got – and this is all with O'Neal Cruz on the uh, IL for, what, three more months. Mm-hmm. But uh, all their guys – have come through and yeah. you have to be very, you know, because the Pirates, when you talk about the history of baseball, you know, Willie Stargell and all those other kind of guys are in the midst of the baseball fabric. And here they are right back on there again. And so I'm glad to see him back up here. Maybe you're not so much because they're in the same division as Milwaukee and all that, but uh, it's been fun to watch them so far.
1: Well, I'd rather see the Pirates up there than the Cardinals, so I'll live with it. Well, that's
2: the other thing we could bring that up too, because they've been the polar opposite of those guys, and and just that they've fallen apart.
1: Yeah, it's pitching. I think for St. Louis uh, overall, right? I mean, yeah, we knew it when we looked at it. We talked about them before but the season.
2: It's not their offense. You know what that offense they have? They have a negative ten run differential. Yeah, I. So pitching has been terrible for them.
0: I always said, you know, the joke with the NL Central is the Brewers are to pitching, or what the Cardinals are to hitting. It's a good point. And I was saying this early in the year that their pitching staff was going to be a problem. And yeah. you know, I thought their bullpen, their bullpen, I thought would be able to hold them over because it's not as bad as people make it out to be. You know, you still got Ryan Helsley, who's you know, who was a, who was an All Star last year, and then you still got some other guys surrounding him. But this year. You know, I just knew at the rotation that it was not going to hold up. I mean, Adam, when Adam Wainwright went on the IL, that boat was sunk because that, that depth was already fragile as it was. And, you know, everybody knows how fragile Jack Flaherty is. And, but as soon as, as soon as Wainwright went on the IL, that's, they were, that, that, that team would have to outslug other teams in order to keep pace. And so far they haven't been able to do that. Well, yeah. as
2: long as, Eric, as long as uh, Montgomery can stay upright, Cause I've got him on my fantasy team and uh, <laughs> he actually he gave the Dodgers one run yesterday in a losing effort. So as long yeah. as he stay standing up, I'm
0: good. Well, the Cardinals need him to go. He's got to be able to go six consistently and that's something he struggled. He struggled to do. He, it was a problem for him in New York where he could only go four or five innings because he had a hard time managing his pitch count. But, you know, but when, as soon as he got to St. Louis, I don't know, some, some, something happened where he just, you know, he was, he was just trusting his stuff more and, You know he was one of their better pitchers last season.
1: Yeah, Miles Mikolas got crushed his first couple starts. It's even a little better since then, but a rough start to the year. And he was their opening day starter. That's never, never a good sign. He
0: (laughs) was. He's. He's not I mean, he's not as good as people make it out to be. To be truthful, he's. he, He even last year he'd he'd get absolutely. He'd have a start where he's pretty good, and then he'd have another start where the guy gets absolutely rocked.
1: Yeah. Yep, back and forth with it. Uh, the AL East, the New York Yankees are last place in the AL East uh, here to open up this new week. They're tied with the uh, Red Sox. Tampa, Baltimore, and Toronto lead uh, lead there. Tor- Tampa's just been phenomenal all year, and they're getting hit with injury bugs, and yet they're still holding their own. So, Eric, what? when do we expect Tampa to falter because of the injuries, or are they going to be able to fight through it?
0: This is one of the best organizations in baseball. I mean, it's a, it's a sh- I mean it's a shame that that the city doesn't give them more than because to be truthful, that team puts out competitive teams every single season. They got depth and I think they'll be fine. They always have depth, like especially in their minor league system, which they have to keep it strong because that team is limited by the, by their budget. So they always have to have a strong minor league system, but nobody's better at develop particularly developing pitchers in the Rays. I think they'll be okay. I mean, it's, but you know, the op, the key for them is the offense, which was a problem for them the second half of the year where, and also health because obviously Wander Franco missed a good part of last year. Kevin, you know, when Kevin Kiermaier was there, Kevin Kiermaier missed missed a good amount of, of the year too. Same with Brandon Lau. So it's going to really come down to health with that offense. So, but I wouldn't be too concerned because, you know, Todd Bradley is looking pretty good out there. They're they're their young starter that they just brought up.
1: Yeah. uh, Kevin 103 run differential. Uh, the highest uh, amount of runs scored in Major yeah. League Baseball, this, the lowest amount of runs allowed in Major League Baseball. They're one of only two teams who have yet to allow 100 runs on the season, um, and they've almost scored 200 runs already in this season. So when you look at Tampa and you look at what they've been doing productivity-wise, you know, we are big on Wander Franco. I think I was higher on him slightly um but uh he's not the only one that's producing we'll talk about one guy in our ads uh section of the show as well today but this tampa team they're dealing with injuries in the bullpen injuries in the rotation they'll get some guys back in the next month or so um but like eric said man that offense is looking good
2: it sure is and we talked about this before the season vince about how uh some people were predicting that the, that the Rays would not make the playoffs this year and predicting that is just, it's, you know, you're, you're on the losing side of things. If you think that Tampa is not going to make the playoffs because they make fools out of everybody every single year. And here they are, you know, no one could expect that they'd have over a hundred run differential and just blowing the doors off the place. But, I expected they would make the playoffs and they'll weather this just like everything else. And they, you know, every team in, in the ALEs has a winning record, so they're not going to run away from anybody, right? But, but they're, they're, they're going to be right there towards the end just like
1: they always are. Yeah. It's like betting against Tom Brady. You don't do it till he proves that you, that you can, uh, until right. then just assume the, the rays are going to be in the playoffs. Um, Let's talk about the AL West a little bit. The Rangers are still holding on to the first place. They've put up a ton of runs this year as well. They're at 178 runs scored, 17 and 11 on the season. First place in the division, of course. Houston is yet to be healthy, um, and the Angels are still the Angels. So, uh, Eric, are you surprised by the Texans' quick start, and uh, or do you are the Rangers' quick start? Sorry, and uh, or or do you think uh, this is what they're supposed to be doing?
0: This is really what they're supposed to be doing. They signed all a lot of these guys they signed last year, and they and they just didn't get it done. I mean, part I think also part of it is they got a better manager because Bruce Bochy has been there before and done that. He gives his teams a fighting chance every single year. I think they finally have the wow. right manager because I was never a big believer in Woodward, even when they hired him. And so I think they were always supposed to do this. Dolas Garcia, I mean, what a... What a stud, 38 plus RBI, whatever it is. Yeah, the other day, you
2: see that he was like five for five and he had three homers and just went crazy.
0: He also had a game where he had eight RBI, eight RBI, where he was, which which was a great play for fantasy owners. And (laughs) he, um, but you know, this is what they're supposed to be doing. They've always had it. They've all, they, Martin Perez has always been solid for them. I mean, getting Jacob DeGrom, I think, put that rotation over the top. They didn't necessarily have to get him. But it put them over the top, and this and it's and clearly we're seeing them finally play up to their potential. They got the easy going Bruce Bochi in the dugout and I, I really believe this team could could um could raise some eyebrows come the postseason
1: Kevin, uh Evaldi, you know a lot of people coming into this season they just kind of scoffed at at that addition. Um, we looked at the rotation before the season, I think we both thought it was a decent rotation we don't ex- not an ace uh, we don't expect them to be, but um He's he's actually holding his own so far this season, right? He,
2: he's he's doing better than holding his own. He's pitching well. And um Martin Perez is a guy he was their ace, but he's not an ace. He pitched like an ace last year, but he's not an ace. So you can knock him back down in the rotation a little bit, take some pressure off of him. He's pitched well. And so uh John Gray is the guy that you were like, oh, I don't I don't want anything to do with him. He's pitched well, not great, but he's pitched well. And so yeah. as long as they can get the ground back, you know, without any, you know, three, you know, two months, whatever, get him back in a in couple weeks, they're going to be fine. Uh, I didn't, I didn't have them beating Houston or Seattle and Seattle's a team we could talk about too. And, you know, if you, if we want to do that, but, uh, you have to like everything that you've seen out of the Rangers thus far.
1: Yeah, just for the record, Gray uh, leads the team in walked batters, uh, yeah. is last in the rotation in strikeouts, is uh, second to last in the rotation in ERA. Uh, yeah, I don't like Gray at all. Uh, <laughs> I'll dog him. I'll dog him. But, as well. but
2: if he can be your bat, one of your back-end rotation guys, you're set. Yeah,
1: well, he's
0: do you nec- with that with that offense? Do you necessarily need him to just to to just overachieve? That's I mean, all
2: you need out of him is five innings, six innings. Yeah, you're, you're you're good. And the only thing about the Rangers was exposed this past week was up in Cincinnati. Their bullpen needs some 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 oxygen. I don't know what it is because they melted down in L three games against the Reds, and the Reds are a terrible baseball team as we've talked about, and so they need something in that bullpen to get them back to where they need to be.
1: Well, and there's going to be guys available. Um, some good oh, guys, yeah. guys will come right. trade deadline time.
0: I think, uh, sure. I think they will be, I think they will be one of the top players come the trade deadline to go after, go after relievers who are no longer needed on, on, um, on, other, on other teams for sure. They're going to find a couple guys to solidify the pen and boom, this team is going to be loaded for October. I agree completely.
1: Uh, Seattle, Kevin, you mentioned them, yeah. twelve and sixteen so far this season. Uh, it's been abysmal, and they've they've been abysmal.
2: Be- and their most concerning thing with them, Vince, is they've played most of their games at home. They have a losing record at home, and that's that's a big concern to me right there. That because they've had the schedule should have got them off to a fast start. that just hasn't happened.
1: Uh man, some bad teams have started to slowly climb guys like Detroit or above Chicago, which is embarrassing. I was okay. wrong, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say it. I was wrong okay. on the White Sox. And, and, now. and That's
2: something that we could ask. I would like to ask Eric about because you, Vince, had Luis Robert, right? Or Robert or however you pronounce his name, you had him higher up than I did. I actually scooted it and stolen from you in our draft. And he had an incident the other day where he didn't run out of ground ball, and then he got pulled, and it turns out that he was kind of hurt. How can the manager not know that? So, Eric, what do you make out of that whole situation up there with with the White Sox? They lost 10 straight. They won today, but they lost 10 in a row. What do we do with this White Sox team?
0: Oh, boy, the White Sox. Uh, that's, uh, That's... Oh, that is that team is a mess right now. I think number, I think, um, well, at first glance, you know, with Luis Robert, it looked like he was loafing, but that wasn't the case at all. You know, I think, I think, I think he ended up pulling something. But number one, I think their new manager, Pedro Goffol, I think he's overmatched for the job. Number (laughs) they just
2: can't seem to get the manager right.
0: And well, they got it wrong. Well, they got it wrong when they, when. Jerry Ryan sort of hijacked the search and decided to bring back his buddy Tony Larusso and I thought Larusso in 90 years back. old that's not a move that, that was not good. And you know but from what we're seeing right now at the team who knows maybe Larusso was a better was a better manager than we all thought. But <laughs> I think um I think number 1 this this team is it's the same guys who are just underperforming and getting hurt. That's that's number that's number 1. And I think um I think they just got a I think they have to just blow the whole thing up and start over. I think, um, I think Rick Hahn is not the guy for the job there because the White Sox have only won one division title and gone to the playoffs one other time since he's been there, which a bit he was brought in to kind of help um, kind of help do the help do that rebuild. I understand that. And I don't know. This team is just this team's a mess. This team just hasn't this team just hasn't been playing in sync baseball. They talked about in the offseason. Earning back the fans' trust, but I think they've worsened. I think that's going to take a lot longer to do that than than they initially anticipated. I think um, I don't think losing Jose Abreu is a really big factor because number one, they put Andrew Vaughn over there, which you know, which which is my
2: guy, and I'm happy with him so far.
0: Yep, I think putting Andrew Vaughn over there at first base was a good move, and letting Abreu leave, which you know, so far it's looking like the right move because Abreu is not really off to a not really off to a good start in Houston. And Houston's actually paying him more than Chicago did when they resigned him. I think, um, I think they're, I mean, although Andrew Benintendi is batting near 300, you know, he's, his, I don't like his OPS. And I think that, you know, overall, you know, this team has a lot to sort out, particularly with the pitching rotation. Dylan ceases has an ERA north of four. Lance, Lance Lynn is no longer, doesn't have, can't recapture the magic that made him so unhittable in 2021. <laughs>
2: That's something right there, Eric. Lance Lynn was pitching a no-hitter going into the seventh inning yesterday against Tampa.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: what happens? Tampa just says, okay, we gave you a chance, and now we're going to score 10 runs on you.
0: I and think that's um, exactly what they did. I think that's a summary of the White Sox first month of the White Sox season so far. Yeah. I've got a I've got a friend of mine who's just – who's a, a diehard Sox fan, is absolutely furious about what's, what's happening over there right now. <laughs> Originally <laughs>
1: – Dylan Cease and Giolito, both with four point one five ERAs. Uh, Clevenger four point six, Kopech seven point oh one, and Lynn seven
0: point one six. That's a rotation. I, yikes! That's a that's a that's a night that's, that's just yeah. a nightmare. That, that, You're not so going to win with that.
2: Yeah, no. Eric. So if you like me and you have Luis Robert on your team, patience. Or are you ready to, to throw him out the, the back of the plane?
0: Oh, boy. Because, well, we've seen him what happens when he gets hot. Yeah. And, you know, the guy's – I still think he's got it. But, you know, he's got to put it all together, which he's failed to do. I'd say just give it give it about a couple months. You know, give it a month or two because, you know, you can't – the ball's not really traveling. The ball's not really flying yet because the air is still kind of thick right now with us get, starting to transition to spring and summer. Um, but, you know, the air is st- the air is still pretty thick. The ball's not flying yet. If he can – once the ball starts flying – I, he's got a chance to really be to really be a value pick, but or really put some value on your team. But if that doesn't ha- if that doesn't happen, we still get the same old injured Luis Robert. You know, at, at the end of the day, the best ability is avail- availability sometimes. Um, but I would probably just I'd probably dump him off the back of the plane. If Maybe he I could
2: it. Uh, you know ask my
1: friend Vince. You know, hey, hey you, know, can can <laughs> you won't like it, but I can work it out. Uh, and i tell you what though, if the White Sox wanted to blow it up, they've got enough talent and enough guys that other teams I think would want. They could, they could get quite the, uh, quite the amount of prospects in return if they get rid of pretty much everybody. Cause I think there'd be teams out there taking calls for Robert cease. Um, they've got some
0: bullpen guys that some teams would be interested in. I think as well, uh, cheap. I think, um, you know, I was calling this during the winter If the White Sox aren't good. I can see them unloading Tim Anderson at the deadline. Yeah. You know, Tim Anderson, very Tim Anderson's a well, very talented have, player. He has
2: to be on the field before he can do
0: that. Right. You know, once he, but you know, you know, he's starting to get he's starting to get up to the point there where, well, I still think teams will roll the dice on him and take a chance because we see what happens when he's on the field. But I think that I think that, you know, Tim Anderson, you know, he's getting up there to the point in his age where the White Sox got to make a decision with them saying, do we want to get the prospects or do we think we're gonna still contend? Good point. Uh, Eric, tell the fine folks where they can find you
1: at. Uh, and of course your article's on bellyupsports.com. But if they want to follow you, where can they find you
0: at? You can follow me on my Twitter, which is listed at sports team news, where I'm pretty much tweeting all things baseball.
1: All things baseball has got great all stuff. All things out ba- out. as it should be. It's <laughs> got great stuff
0: out on bellyupsports.com. I mean, you, you can
1: You know, there.
0: You know, you know, I mean, Kevin, you know the quote from uh, you you know the quote from, for the love of the game, put the sun back up the sky, give us one more day of summer. That's right.
1: So. One more day of summer. Uh, Eric, we really do appreciate you coming on helping us out tonight. Uh, you got great stuff, like I said, on bellyupsports.com as well. I did uh, read that Wade Miley article also. So excited uh, to continue to see you put out great stuff. Uh, we sure appreciate you taking some time for the uh, fantasy baseball show today.
0: Thank Thanks yep. for having me, guys. I'd love to uh, come on again if that's okay with you.
1: Definitely we'll get you back on.
0: Absolutely. We can do that.
1: Thanks, Eric. All right.
0: Thank, Thank you. you so much.
1: All right. Our call to the pen is presented by Righteous Felon Jerky again. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use promo code BellyUp for 15% off your purchase. All right. Our final segment of the show, fantasy focus. All right, Kevin. We're at that time of the night. We're looking time. at ads and drops and uh i've got some interesting names for you today okay. and
2: i'm looking forward to it
1: um i put one name in my ads and then the more research i did i dropped them to my <laughs> drops instead so we'll get okay. to that in the time to come let's get started with you though who you got uh, that someone should add to their team this week
2: okay so the first guy is a guy that uh i was not on whatsoever. But he has come around in a huge way, talking about Brandon Drury of the Los Angeles Angels. And uh, here's a guy, he could play first, second, or third. And um, he has 46 fantasy points, of which he had over half of those points in this last week alone. And he had two hits or more in like four straight games. And so it's, he's on fire. And as we always talk about, get the guy while he's on fire and let him and, until he proves otherwise then he, and, and move on. But Brandon Drury is right now one of the hottest hitters there is in baseball, and he's at 36%. He's gained 11% in the last day. So mm-hmm. if that's the guy that you're looking for, Brandon Drury, to, to add him, you better do it and get it done quickly or he's going to be gone.
1: Uh, I'm going to start with a pitcher, Kevin, and it's Bailey Ober from the Minnesota Twins. Everybody's looking for pitchers this time of year. And uh, Ober comes in off the heels of the injury with Kenta Maeda. Maeda goes on the injured list. Ober's going to take his spot. He's had a good season in Triple A so far this year. In his two starts so far this season, he's went 5.2 innings in both games. I just need him to get that one more out. Give me that quality start. but. Uh, he had 5.2 innings in both games, uh, four strikeouts against Washington, six against KC, 19 points and 16 points in his first two starts. It's hard to find a guy at this point in the season in a 10, 12, 14-man league. But over, he's only owned 6.4% of leagues, and he's going to be a guy that's going to get regular opportunities on a really good team as well. And uh, so you need to add Bailey over if you need pitchers. Uh, here at this point in the season. Uh, who else you got, Kev?
2: Okay, who else uh, I have is uh, Jaron uh, Duran. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. From the Boston Red Sox, outfielder, hitting 409 at the present time. He has hits in five straight games. And he had two or more hits in three straight games. So here's a guy. He's hot. He's at 8.6% owned. So he's widely available, and so he's a guy, if you're looking for somebody that needs an outfielder, go ahead and add him, and and like I said, ride him until he, you know, crashes and burns later on in the year. But right now, go 409, don't argue with it, just go get him.
1: (laughs) Just go get him. Uh, My next guy is owned in 24.5% of leagues. He should not be available in your league. He's not available in our league, but at 24.5, I figured I'd bring him up just in case. Isaac Paredes, he is a, a okay. position available third base, first base, second base. He is one of the consistents in Tampa Bay right now. He's healthy. He's playing bring every, up a day. Tampa
2: player every episode. Bring <laughs>
1: yeah. Him. He's playing every day. He's had two days off so far this season. Uh, in the series against the White Sox, he scored nine points, 11 points, four points, and one point. Um, he's a guy, again, with all kinds of position versatility and 65 points on the season. He's batting 261 with four home runs. Uh, He's not going to get you stolen bases, but he's going to give you everything else. And, again, an everyday player with position eligibility and only owned in 24% of leagues. If he's available in your league, it's worth picking him up for. Absolutely.
2: So I'm going to switch to pitcher on this next one, and that's Tyler Wells of the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. And he's at 11.2% own. He's got a 279 ERA, 0.72 whip. And best thing of all, he is pitching against the Kansas City Royals on Tuesday. And I don't know who he'd set up to start because, yeah, that sets him up for a two-start week. Mm. Uh, I don't know who the second start would be against. But Tuesday, Kansas City, one of the worst teams in all of baseball, and he's available – And let's see, he's not available in our league because comeback season. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, in our league who's all of a sudden involved now in our league. I'm very glad that, especially (laughs) since I'm done playing him today. So, So I'm very glad about that. But he is, if you need pitching, go and get him and get him started this week.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with an outfielder from Texas, Robbie Grossman. Uh, I liked him coming into the season, but I didn't feel like he was draftable necessarily. He's only owned in 0.8% of leagues. Yet he's got 44 points on the season, three home runs. And against the Yankees, he had uh, 17, 18, 19 points in a four-game series against the Yankees. Uh, one home run, three RBIs in that series as well. He's given you different things. If you've got a weakness at outfield, if you need someone to fill some gaps, he's a guy worth watching. Um, He's had two double-digit point games in the last uh, week and a half. And uh, so he's a guy to keep an eye on. If you need help in the outfield, look at his matchup. And if he's matched up favorably, go ahead and go out and get Robbie Grossman because no one else has really found him yet. And he's available pretty much everywhere you look.
2: And he's a left handed hitter, so go ahead and get him.
1: If you got needs. anybody else,
2: one guy left, I'm going to and, and this is where I put my money where my mouth is because I actually added him to my team. And that's Drew Smiley of the Chicago Cubs. And so uh, tomorrow he faces the Washington National. So points for him right off the bat, two start week for him as well. He's owned in 16.5% of leagues. And we saw him – we talked about it last week when he uh, – his catcher threw him to the ground so he couldn't make the play at first. Otherwise, he's still pitching a perfect game maybe. So, <laughs> we got to like him. And he's he has a 3.21 ERA, but his whip is 0.93. and So, got to like him, especially going up against the Washington Nationals. And like I said, my money is where my mouth is. He's on my team. So, I am all in on Drew
1: Smiley this week. You know, we've talked a lot about adding guys who are playing at Colorado. Um, It's a hitter's park. It's a good place to go. So far this season, it seems like the highest scoring fantasy players are coming against Oakland. Uh, Oakland's pitching staff is horrible, so it's maybe not be a home run thing necessarily, but you want to look at points in our points league, go look at guys who have played Oakland, and you'll see their points skyrocket. So if you're looking for guys uh, in points leagues, I suggest you go find someone who's playing Oakland and add them for a series and and take your shot with those guys, Um, I think you're going to come out well uh, there. Uh, Anybody else that we need to add, Kevin?
2: Uh, You know, there's all those players you could add, but uh, that's about what I have.
1: All right, right me as well. Let's go to drops now. Um, I've got two guys. I'm going to let you go first on the drops.
2: Okay, so the guy that I'm I'm dropping is uh, a shortstop for Cleveland Guardians, Ahmed Rosario. Yeah. At 56.8% owned. And for that, you have 26 fantasy points. All right. He has a homer. He has five steals, which is nice. But that's all you're getting Mm -hmm. out of him. And so uh, he went through a stretch, let's see, three games. He has one hit and 13 at-bats. And he struck out four times yesterday. Four! (laughs) All right. So, Maybe you might be able to get somebody that uh, needs a shortstop and you can play, oh, he's Cleveland he's going to be in the lineup, you know, play him up or whatever. But I I can't imagine, I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. So drop him and get some of these guys that we just talked about to have multi-positional eligibility and, and, and send him packing.
1: I'm going to go with the Chicago Cubs outfielder, Saya Suzuki. Um, He's a guy that I drafted in one league. Uh, In our league, he was drafted in the 184th pick overall. He's owned by 55.7% of leagues. Uh, But he's just not producing the kind of production you need from an outfielder on your team. In the last two series, they played San Diego and Miami. He scored 0, 1, 1, negative 3, negative 3, and 4 points. Uh, going in through this week. And that's a rough, that's a rough week. a <laughs> just yeah. week. <laughs> and so I moved on from him in the league that I drafted him in. Uh, just this week, I dropped him to go with somebody different. I feel like in outfield, there's enough production going on in different places. Robbie Grossman, for example, is outscoring Sayo Suzuki this past couple weeks. Uh, um, there's just other people there. So you don't need to hold on to Suzuki unless you're just a Cubs fan and you can't let him go, I think it's time to go ahead and, and cut Suzuki loose.
2: Uh, can't argue with that. And, you know, how we were just talking about our uh, our Chicago White Sox.
1: Yeah. All right? <laughs> yeah. And
2: there's a player that I was actually pretty high on going into the season. I drafted him, and he has been a big stinkeroo since opening bell. And that is Michael Kopech. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, well, he might be all right. Well, He's not okay. 0 and 3, a 701 ERA, 1.71 whip, 24 fantasy points, and only 27 strikeouts. That's what you're getting out of him. And so, and let's see, people are listening to, they're, they're seeing he's not doing it. He's at 17% owned. So that has, he is cratered big time. If you have not gotten off the Kopech train, You need to do so quickly because he's not doing it. The White Sox are are going down for the final time. And so get rid of him and do it today.
1: Yeah, I think there's only a few White Sox players, like by a few, I mean two or three that you can afford to have on your team right now. That they are Bond's
2: one of them. He's on my team. He's gonna continue to be on my team.
1: Yeah. All right, now for my next drop, it's counter to your edition, And like I okay. said, I was going to put them as an ad, and I moved them to a drop. And so folks are going to have to decide who they want to listen to, Kevin or Vince, this week. Okay, And it's Brandon Drury from the Los Angeles Angels. Oh. All right, so here's what I got. Okay. First, he has a ton of positional eligibility, which is awesome. He has scored a whole bunch of points in the last week. But those all came against Oakland, and he's not playing Oakland anymore. Uh, Against Oakland, he scored 17 points, 5 points, 8 points, 12 points. Boy, that looks great. Let's add him to our team. Then he played against Milwaukee, where he scored one point, negative two points, negative two points. Uh, He scored 42 against Oakland. He scored negative three in three games against Milwaukee. I feel like his boom came because of Oakland and not because of his great talent Um, and really so look at look at this against the, he played the Yankees and the Royals before Oakland against the Yankees he had negative two points against the Royals he had negative two points against Oakland he had forty two points <laughs> and against Milwaukee he had negative three points so he's a matchup guy and if he's okay in the right
2: so matchup, if I can him. counter yeah. your counter yeah all right because I'm looking at the schedule and you know who the Angels have next who they That's got. The, the, the Cardinals that we talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. And they're terrible starting pitching. You're right. So. Exactly
1: right. And they'll I, play uh, Oakland again. They're in the AL West. They're going to see Oakland.
2: Right. Times. for now, they're playing the Cardinals next. They're terrible rotation. And St. Louis is a nice hitter's park. So listen to Kevin, not fits <laughs> at him this week. And then when he invariably cools off, which we know he will,
1: then kick him. Hey, and I like that. I like that uh, the research there to see who they've got. The Cardinals, uh, yeah. So there you go. And again, I like I said, he's a matchup guy. If you got the right matchup, he's worth playing. He gives you all that positional eligibility. Um, but uh, I'm gonna keep my eye, eye out for him. And when they go to Oakland again or play Oakland again, you better believe that I'll be looking at, at who's available and if he's available <laughs> for sure. And you're right, at St. Louis is is a better matchup than Milwaukee. It's a better matchup than New York. It's a better matchup than a lot of people. So uh, there is potential there for sure for him. You got anybody else that we should get rid of this Just week? Just throw in
2: real quick. We know Oakland, sorry, is all get out. Mm-hmm. But they have a player, 28% owned. And I'm talking about Brent Rooker. Yes. Outfielder. And uh, currently hitting 333, eight homers, 20 RBIs, 12 runs scored, 77 fantasy points. You know how many fantasy points he had today, Vince? That would be 10. Wow. He had a home run, two RBIs. He had two runs scored. And that's the third home run he's hit this week alone. So, Oakland, they've got nothing else to do besides lose. So, they're going to have him in their lineup. Sure. And so, you know, young player. He was going to be starting every day. So at 28% own, which he's already claimed in our league by Mike, our owner, no less.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh if he's in your league and he's available, go get him.
1: You know what's killed me this week, and I've had a rough two weeks in fantasy baseball, by the way. Uh, but what's killed me this week has been weather. These rain delays, oh, these has been a
2: rough gig, yes. Oh, Managing man. that.
1: But I need to give a shout-out to whoever I'm playing this week. Um, I should know who this is. Oh, Brennan. Brennan Myers. He's a Reds fan. Um, We were about 30 to 40 points apart uh, Friday night. And so I went and added a pitcher, said I'll see if I can catch up to him with some pitching help. Well, on Saturday, this guy's team put up 98 points against my minus three points for the day. <laughs> so I wanted to shout out Brennan Myers for having a heck of a day Saturday. 98 points versus my negative three, and he put me away at that point. Uh, but I'm I'm coming back around. Don't worry. I'm not out of it just yet. Uh, but uh, it has been a rough, rough week, and these, these rain cancellations have just, oh, man, when I needed guys to, to go and they didn't get to go Atlanta has been rained out twice this week, so I mean that's that's crushing me. Anything like that happening to you?
2: It, it's especially this past weekend because Atlanta and the Mets were supposed to play, right? Yeah, and they've been rained out two days in a row now, and they're supposed to play a doubleheader tomorrow. We'll see if that actually occurs or not. And so uh, that might work out for me because Steven, you know, Spencer Strider was supposed to start for the for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't need him this week. But he slides off slides off till Monday. And that's of course a due scoring period. So even though going up against the Mets maybe not the best thing in the world, but <laughs> I'll take okay. him starting tomorrow. So hopefully they can get the game in. Right. And 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 we'll see what
1: happens. Uh also shout out to my dad. Uh he oh, was he's go crushing it. it. Rushing he's get in 4 uh, 0 yeah, this week. He, he commented last week, Kevin, after our show, um, that we didn't say enough about him. And uh, <laughs> give him But he's the <laughs> highest scoring team in our league. He's gonna, he pops 440. Uh, well, he popped
2: me big time.
1: Yeah. Last uh, week,
2: he, him and I were going toe to toe until Sunday, and he just said, All right, Kevin, that's enough of this nonsense. And he just pushed me <laughs> off the mountain.
1: So. Uh, he's the only player, only team in our league over 400 points this week. Um, he has been consistently doing that to us. Uh, I'm looking right now to see points for. Uh, he has 1845 points for the closest person to him at 1590, uh, which is Chase, and uh, so he's crushing it on points for um, and points against. He's he's doing okay in points against. I think he's third. Uh, third there and points against but again he's got a, a four game win streak to start off the season uh rolling right along so I want to want to make sure that I give him some credit so, so I don't know shout, to shout out Vince
2: dad yeah yo so there you go
1: uh, Dale Stover and you can Dale find Stover, him
2: right. you know, fireworks in uh, the whole spiel
1: so that's you right you can see him every Wednesday night on the sports Stove podcast eight o'clock on YouTube. Uh, Drew Childs was the other undefeated team coming into the season or the week. He will not win this week going up against Dan D'Amico. So, uh, so that's there. Nathan Nguyen still winless. Uh, he'll be Owen four starting tomorrow. Um, and then we've got myself and a few others at one and three. Um, so yeah, plenty of things happening, but we still have a long way to go in this space. A long fantasy. way
2: to go. And you know, I don't need to remind you that uh you started off kind of eh last year. Right. And all of a sudden something happened and you just fired up, and next thing you know, you were in a the
1: championship. There you go. That's how we do it. Uh Kevin, you can find you on Twitter at Kevin62 W I L S E A. What do you got going on this week as far as content?
2: Well, as far as content, you know, Vince, I was, I started writing a story about the, the San Diego Padres hitters. Is it time to panic? Then they go down to Mexico city and they score 16 run. <laughs> all right. And then today they had three runs going into the eighth inning and then all of a sudden they, they blew the doors off. So, you know, It's been said that Mexico City is the greatest place to hit a baseball, even over Colorado. So maybe we could just, you know, write that off. And uh, I can go ahead with my article because uh, my man, Manny Machado struck out four times today, four, after he had 20 fantasy points yesterday. Yeah. So maybe he can, you know, make it so I can get my article out and still have some relevance to it.
1: Yeah, you're going to put that one in the hopper. And at some point this season, we'll see that article pop out for sure. (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff. Uh, By the way, I didn't mention our uh, fantasy focus segment is presented by bellyupfantasysports.com, which is where you can find all of Kevin's articles. Uh, Bellyupfantasysports.com, NFL, NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, any kind of fantasy sport. It's all there on bellyupfantasysports.com. Uh, I know this is a baseball show, but uh, are you excited about what the uh, Seahawks did in the draft this weekend?
2: I, I, am, I am absolutely jazzed up. Uh, I'm sure you were watching because I was on the call when they made that pick. And uh, I'm at the number five pick, Witherspoon over there, quarterback, press coverage. And uh, he's a little smallish, but I like what he can do. And I like that pick. And I'm glad that they avoided the siren song of the quarterback and didn't do that. And uh, Jackson Smith Najiba gives them the best wide receiver room probably in the NFL. So they got I'm it. very happy about that. I know Geno Smith is probably going, you know, he went to sleep pretty well this weekend knowing that he's got all those wide receivers. And so I'm very, very pleased so
1: far with what they did. Awesome. Uh, you can follow me at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. So My-
2: let me ask you a question, Vince, since yeah. you're a Green Bay guy. And I asked Chase this this morning because he's a Green Bay guy. What do you think about Green Bay Packers taking not just one, but two tight ends?
1: In I mean, thing, it, I think it makes sense. Uh, Musgrave is injury prone. He's had injury issues. He's supposed to be really, really good, but he's had injury issues. They didn't have, they needed, they needed help at tight end. Um, they got a guy there, Deguara from Cincinnati, a couple years ago, and he's a little bit more of a blocker than a pass catcher. Craft um, is supposed to be really good too. Again, I, I can't say I watched any of his games in college, but he uh, no,
2: we went to South Dakota State. <laughs> yeah, but the reports is that he is an outstanding football player. So I'm more excited about him than than Musgrave, to be honest with you.
1: I like them both. I think it'll be interesting to see how they use them and getting Jordan Love some help. They're young. My goodness, their pass catchers are really, really young. I really expected them to go out and get a veteran guy somewhere. They haven't done it yet. Maybe they still will. But, um, yeah, it's uh, they're a young group of guys, so many years together, hopefully, <laughs> in the years to come. Uh, but speaking of football, Wednesday night, 8 p.m., uh, my dad and I will be on uh, the Sports Stove YouTube channel, and we have – the most recent Tennessee Titan. Uh, He's an undrafted free agent, signee Matthew Jackson, a safety out of Eastern Kentucky University. He's going to be on the show Wednesday night, right at the top of the show. We're going to talk to him about that process of getting the phone call and uh, figuring out who he was going to sign with and uh, the process leading up to it. And then what's ahead for him as well. So really excited to talk with Matt. Um, I've talked with him several times on my show on the local hour before uh, an, an amazing interview. Always, he's he's a great kid, and so excited to kind of learn a little bit about the process for the undrafted guys and how it goes about getting signed. So that'll be Wednesday on the Sports Stove podcast, available live at eight o'clock on YouTube or uh, audio version available following the show wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, Kevin, anything else you need to add before we go tonight? No,
2: um, it's been an exciting weekend. So you know, we're just gonna move forward. We got lots to go still, lots of baseball, and I'm looking forward to every minute of it.
1: Lots to go. uh my major league baseball power ranking should be going out either here tonight, Sunday or Monday morning uh as I'm late getting that into the uh, editor, but uh should be up there here in the next couple of minutes, so hopefully we'll be up on the website later tonight or early tomorrow morning. Check it out at BellyUpSports.com. Absolutely.
2: So, yeah. So, that gives you an assignment for everybody watching tomorrow. Get to BellyUp Sports and read that.
1: Read it. Hey, I'll tell you what, man. Those power rankings, people have been eating those up. I appreciate everyone clicking on those and taking taking a look at them as well. All right. We'll be back next Sunday right here live at 8 o'clock. Hope that you'll be here with us. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. Have a great week.